Welcome to Awaken Church Online, a ministry of Awaken Church in McMinnville, Oregon. This episode's speaker is Elder Stephanie Teen. Our mission at Awaken Church is to empower the saints to know that God is who He says He is, to walk in the fullness of who He says we are, and to grow in faith and courage to bring heaven to earth which is part of why I'm so excited about our worship this morning because, hello, did we just answer all those? Yes. I love how God puts those things together without us ever even talking about it. So the purpose of a mission statement is to help us meet our vision. Can anyone tell me without cheating and looking at your bulletin what the church vision statement is? Elders? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well... You can look at your bulletin. That's the first half. Yep. Pursuing the heart of God for transformation in people and culture. Okay. So this mission statement is helping us to reach that goal, to pursue the heart of God for transformation in people and culture. And if we get to know that God is who he says he is, if we believe and we walk in the fullness of who he says we are, and we grow in faith and courage to bring heaven to earth, do you think we're meeting our vision? I think so. That's, the elders hope so. That's what we. <laughs> that's what we spent months trying to figure out, but that's where we're starting. So we could talk about these three statements for a long time. We're just going to hit some highlights today because we've already had a whole sermon, and have some interactive practice of our mission statements. So don't fall asleep. First, let's take a look at knowing God is who He says He is. When you look up the definition of to know, there's like two basic definitions. The first is to be aware of through observation, inquiry, or information, right? Now, this could be as simple as most people know what time the sun sets, but it could also mean to be absolutely certain or sure about something. When I hear the word absolutely, I initially thought, oh man, that's got to be something that is you know well-studied and tested and looked at from every angle to know its truth. Then the thought ran through my mind, which might have been the spirit. (laughs) How many times have I or others read a statement online or even in a good Christian book and just thought, man, that's got to be absolutely certain. We talked about this a bit in our worship team book study. We have to think critically about what we're taking in. Are we studying it from all angles and getting to know the truth ourselves? It's also imperative that we are observing, inquiring, and getting more information through the word of God directly so we can be absolutely certain what truth is. Even Jesus being God only used scripture when dealing directly with Satan. Why would we be different? There are many false beliefs available in our world. Not all of them are glaringly obvious, right? The enemy likes to just slightly twist the truth sometimes. We have to know what the truth is to be able to test it and see if the beliefs match with what the word actually says. Okay, the second definition of to know states that you have developed a relationship with someone through meeting them and spending time with them, be familiar or friendly with. This might seem to contradict what I just said, but it's one thing to know stories about someone or hear somebody else talk about them, and it's another to know the person yourself. The Greek word for this type of know is ginosko, which usually speaks to the attaining of personal or experiential knowledge. It's not just intellectual knowledge. 
like facts. It's a personal experience of something or someone. An example of that is in Philippians 3.10. The ESV reads, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That's Paul stating he wants to know him so much he's even willing to go through the sufferings that he went through. Part of the fun of getting to know God is that we can never fully know him, so we will never run out of opportunities and experiences while getting to know him. Jehovah, one of the names of God, is translated as the existing one, or Lord, capital L, in the Bible. This name of God is used many times in some of the most well-known verses, like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Right? Those are, is where they would use Jehovah. The chief meaning of Jehovah is derived from the Hebrew word hava, meaning to be or to exist. It also suggests to become, or specifically to become known. And this denotes a God who reveals himself unceasingly. So we can always be getting to know more about God, more about different parts of his character. Are we spending time with the Trinity, or are we depending on others to tell us stories about him? He longs to spend time with us. He made us for relationship with him. He died to be sure that not even death would stand in the way of getting to know him and spend time with him. When we get to know sometimes, sometimes we describe it as getting to know their spirit, like, oh, she's got such a sweet spirit, <laughs> right? And we can do that same with God. It's similar with him. We get to know his spirit. Then we can worship him both in spirit and in truth. So who does God say he is? We could talk about that for months and months, right? Like, what did you just say? We can't, we can't even fully know him, right? So often God uses our life circumstances to reveal new aspects of himself to us. For example, when we walk through a time of financial need, we get to know him as Jehovah Jireh, our provider, right? When we walk through times of sickness, we get to know him as Jehovah Rapha, our healer. So as mentioned before, like we just said, we can't fully know him, and so, and we're certainly not going to cover it all in one sermon. So I thought it would be fun to make this part interactive. Are we ready? Whether in spirit or in truth, who has God revealed himself to you to be? Loving Father. Loving Father. My provider. My provider. Husband. Husband. Ever faithful. Ever faithful. The God who sees. The God who sees. Consistent. Comforter. Giver. Redeemer. Power. Restorer. Father. For sure. Healer. Breath of life. Love unending. Counselor. Protector. Joy giver. For sure. Yes. Any other last minute ones? Peace. peace. Yes. He is our peace. And friend. Strength. Strength. Restorer. Restorer. Leader. Leader. Grace. Grace. Mm-hmm. Promise. Promise keeper. My everything. My everything. 
Waymaker. Chain breaker. Firm foundation. Truth. Light. Mm -hmm. Indwelling. Indweller. Hope. Absolutely. Yes, we could do this all day. This is the sermon right here. Hmm. Bruce said all of these things taken together are almost too much. Yeah. Maybe that's why it takes a lifetime, huh? And into eternity. You just can't handle it all at once. Yeah. Okay, thank you for being interactive. We're going to have more times of interactive, so still don't fall asleep, okay? All right. The second line of our mission is to walk in the fullness of who God says we are. So who does God say we are? Again, we could go on and on, right? It's so common for people to believe that they are not enough, not good enough, not loved, not worthy, on and on. Who told you that? That is not what God says. Again, we need to know and remind ourselves and each other of the truth. Just a handful of verses will tell you that God says you are dearly loved. You are chosen by him. We are his children, adopted into his family, that nothing can separate us from his love. That he surrounds you with his shield of love that is too great to understand. He loved you so much that even while we were still rebelling, he sent his only son to die for us. We are his workmanship and masterpiece. You are his masterpiece, his greatest work. So which one are we going to believe and walk in? So I've printed a sheet with like 20 verses on it that talk about who you are. And there's two different versions. I am statements and you are statements are the same thing, but just that slightly different wording. If you want to grab one of those, hang it up at home so you can remind yourself, put it on your mirror. Memorize those scriptures and dig into the word and find some more because 20 is not all there is, right? That's just a starter. So feel free to grab one of those on the way out. The third line of our mission statement says, have faith and courage to bring heaven to earth. Okay, here's the fun part. (laughs) So some ways that we can bring heaven to earth are through worship, prayer, prophetic words, and gifts like healing. And I believe we saw testimony of this this week. Maybe not all of you are on the messenger, um, Facebook messenger prayer chain. If you want to be, let us know. We will gladly add you. But a brother of ours here at Awaken was in the hospital with COVID pneumonia. Treatments were not working. Okay. Monday, his wife sends a note saying, uh, treatments aren't working. It's getting severe. Okay. It's not looking good, right? With physical eyes. People united together in prayer and worship over this man. Some people even raising their hands while they're singing to the Lord over this man. Tuesday, we get a note saying, he's a lot more chipper. He can sit up for a few hours in the recliner. He got to eat his favorite meal. More prayer and worship. Guess what happens on Wednesday? The wife calls him. The doctors had just left saying, you've made a miraculous turnaround. You get to go home. That is a huge testimony. Prayer and worship brought heaven to earth over his life. And she, the wife said, glory to God. This is definitely the hand of God. He was home Thursday. I want to see more of that. Yeah? 
Sometimes having faith and courage can feel risky and vulnerable, right? Sometimes we worry more about what others think and don't let ourselves fully express ourselves in worship or in praying out loud. And when you think you may have heard a prophetic word or saw a picture of something that might not make complete sense, it feels risky. If it doesn't obviously go against the word and the spirit of God, can we agree to step out in faith and share it? And on the receiving end, we have the responsibility to hold all things before the Lord and test them, right? There's responsibility on both sides, okay? We might not hit the nail directly on the head sometimes, but is that better than people possibly missing out on a personal word from the Lord because we were too scared to share? Maybe what feels riskier to you is sharing these prayers or words from the Lord outside the church. Ooh, what? (laughs) after all our vision includes the transformation of culture and how is that going to happen we have to go outside the church we see in the book of acts that the church that started came from sharing the good news with the community right we can't just keep it inside our building we're going to have to take it out um so i'm going to be a little risky here i saw a picture while we were praying um in an elders meeting and i didn't know totally what it meant And I'm going to go ahead and share it here. (laughs) Um, I saw a woman on our stage right here. The cross was a little bit further forward, and our baptismal was up here up front, like people were getting baptized, right? And this woman was laying down, her feet this direction, giving birth. So let's hope this doesn't physically come to pass, right? Like, that's not the best place to give birth, but okay. Um, And Dean... And this made sense in my mind because he's a paramedic. Dean was delivering the child. He's also our leader. The, f- the four words that I heard with that were new life. And the three things that I always think of with a child are blessing, a gift, and a reward. And then... I shared that. There were some things that kind of came together with that with the elders. I also shared it in our 24-hour prayer meeting at the very beginning when there was just like a handful of people. And um, that theme of new life went all the way through that 24-hour prayer event. And you're going to hear more about that soon. Um, but the other thing that I thought was interesting was the cross and the baptismal were like highlighted in that picture. And the cross is a symbol of the blood Jesus shed, Right? And the baptismal is the water. And in the birthing process, there's also blood and water involved, right? For anybody who's been through the birthing process. Um, and here's, here is something I was looking up, looking for something completely different last night um, when I was looking for something for t- today. And I ran into 1 John 5, 6. Six through eight. It says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is this spirit, it is the spirit who bears witness, because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. I did not remember that verse. 
and the Lord just highlighted it, and it went along with that word. Now, do I know totally what that means? Mm -mm. (laughs) But I believe that God is getting ready to birth new life in this place. Thank you. So if you have any more clarification of that, I would love to hear it. But I just want you to know that um, we got new life coming. Part of what else was was said in the 24-hour prayer time was that we have to get rid of the old. Shed the old leaves like a tree in the fall, shedding the old. Get rid of that so that you are ready and prepared for the new when it arrives. So, okay. Um, We're going to get interactive again. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're not going to march out on the streets, at least not today. But we have an opportunity today to lift our sister up in prayer together. Um, Yvonne is sitting up in the balcony um, trying to prevent getting COVID before a surgery that's scheduled for Tuesday. Um, I asked permission to share details. So Larry said yes, or she's shaking her head yes. Okay. Um, So she's had a heart valve that's needed to be replaced, and that's had to be put on hold because she's had to have multiple eye surgeries and had to wait for that to be healed and done before they could do this. In the waiting, the aorta has narrowed. I'm not a doctor, so just go with me here. (laughs) The aorta has narrowed, and another vein going into the heart has expanded, trying to make up for the difference. Because of that, it's no longer a procedure that where they could go in like through the groin, this is going to have to be open heart surgery and replace and repair vessels. Um, how many of you would, are looking forward to like open heart anything like that's not from Jesus, right? Doesn't sound very good. So what I'm going to do, or what I'd like us to do, is set aside some time here. And... I don't know, Yvonne, I'd like to pray. I'd like us to pray in boldness that you won't even need that surgery. Let's not crack your chest open if we don't have to. Okay. Um, We're going to pray a song that was on the messenger prayer chain, a new song that I believe is anointed for this time, and it's about healing. We're going to sing that, pray that. If you want to extend your hands or you want to dance, you want to be on the floor, whatever you need to do, let's do that. And if during that worship time you feel like you have a word for her or you want to pray for her, we're just going to, like a handful of people can line up here at the mic. And so we'll do the worship song, and at the end, some people can pray or share. In this place, we declare that our purpose is to pursue the heart of God for transformation. We're not just pursuing the heart of God or transformation, but we know that the heart of God is for transformation. And we declare the truth that God wants to transform you from having a body with maladies to being completely strong and healthful. So we declare the truth that we know, and we declare it in authority and power of Jesus Christ, which He has bestowed on the church. So again, the heart of God for transformation is the heart of God for change in your life. I'm believing for a brand new heart for you, sister. When we were praying, God showed me he wanted to give you a brand new, fully functional, everything working heart. Because you are precious. You are anointed. You are a daughter of God that shines the kingdom out of every 
inch of your little tiny body. <laughs> you are a powerhouse that God needs to have here. And we also want you to attend that wedding. So a new heart, we believe Jesus can restore it to brand new. Amen. The Holy Spirit gave me a verse. There's life in the blood. Lord Jesus, I ask that your blood would cover her completely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every aspect of her life. She mm-hmm. is clean and holy before you. Mm-hmm. Receive that healing in Jesus' name. Receive from what he has for you in Jesus' name. The name above every name. We mm-hmm. worship you this yes. morning, Jesus, and spoke that truth in this atmosphere. And so today, this morning, we speak that truth to her. There is life in the blood. Receive that life in Jesus' name. So I was given a vision of heaven pouring over a drafter's desk where blueprints were laid out with your original design, Mm. with purpose and intent that God made for you. So we're claiming that today. Heavenly Father, we just come beside you. And we lift what you've already made. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we know that there was purpose and intent. We come beside that. We claim that today. That in the healing, that it would, would be made perfectly new in your image, Heavenly Father. Yes. We agree with you that you made it perfect, and it will be perfect again. In Jesus' name, amen. I told Calissa this morning as we're sitting down before you spoke, I'm like, this is Family Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this is what family does. This is what family stands for. This is who family is. And I've known Larry and Yvonne for a long time. And I've seen them pray for people and seen their prayers become breakthrough for others. I've seen it. I've seen the boldness and the fire of them like grab a bull by the horns in an impossible situation. I've seen breakthrough in their life happen as they've prayed. And today, during this Family Sunday, our prayers are for them to be repaid for them, to see healing come in Jesus' name, to be restoration come in Jesus' name, to see this church, this awakened church, grab the bull by the horns and say, not today. We will stand in Jesus' name, healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Whew. Anybody else? <laughs> well, that's all I've got. <laughs> that was... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's take this presence. Let's take this presence of God, this family atmosphere, this energy, this intention to, to worship and to pray over each other into today, our week, everywhere we go. And that's what the community will see. And that will bring transformation because they're going to want that. Yeah. One more. Yeah. We always got room for one more. Hi, Yvonne. I haven't seen you for a while. We have a friend had to go in the hospital for a valve replacement. In the middle of it all, he took a trip to go visit Jesus. They left him laying on the table because there was nothing more they could do. And about 15 minutes later, he woke up, sat up on the table, scared the daylights out of the surgeon and the orderly. (laughs) But for the rest of his life, he carried the testimony of what it was like to meet Jesus, 
to talk to him face to face, to be hugged by him. And he came back with a brand new heart. They could find nothing wrong with his bad valve or his heart. And for the rest of his life, he was invited everywhere to testify of meeting Jesus, what it was like. And so I'm just going to tell you, just let the Lord do what he wants to do because he has a testimony to give you. Mm -hmm. And he wants to do it. And if you let him do it, then he has that freedom because he is our Lord and he cares deeply for you and loves you. Thank you, Lord, for Yvonne, for the work that you're going to do and for the testimony that's going to come this week. Seal these prayers by your Holy Spirit. Yes, yes Lord. Yes. Let every, every prayer have, uh, just like your word, Lord, let it come back effective. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That we will bear much fruit and that our fruit will remain. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is spreading over here. Okay. Well, I'm going to say amen. If you want to exit, you can. If you want to stay in the presence longer, feel free. If you also have need of prayers for healing, I feel like there's an anointing for that today. So come forward and we'll just have people pray for you. Thank you for joining us today on Awaken Church Online. Please join us next time to hear a personal testimony from Lisa Bland.